When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. New episodes every Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to stay updated. And thank you so much to everyone who has been listening, who listened to last week's episode, and to who shared it on their story. So if you want me to repost you, feel free to either DM me a screenshot of you listening or post on your story and tag me so I can repost. I love seeing who listens, and it's a great way to be aesthetic and to share, spread the word about the podcast. Beverage of the day, comment below if you're watching on YouTube what your beverage is. Today I have a peppermint tea. I already had a coffee earlier this morning. Um, I'm recording this, I'm actually like a week ahead of my podcast, which I'm glad about because I just have some traveling coming up and it just helps to be a little bit ahead, you know? So it's actually closer to the beginning of the month as I'm recording this, but the message still stays the same of, you know, it's the last quarter of the year. So let's get on our motivation, you know? I love this time of year. I feel like I'm really in my bag this time of year. Historically, I feel like it's really when I get a lot of good content done. I just feel super inspired. Honestly, y'all, this summer really did not summer for me. Like when I think of this past summer, I just, I guess I went to New York a couple times and I went back home, but that, and like my birthday, but that was, <laughs> that was really the only memorable events, which is like fine. But I feel like in past years, the summer has been more summery, like more day parties, probably just that. So it's probably a good thing that this summer didn't summer as much. Um, and I actually just like made a lot of content this summer. But historically speaking, the summer is like when I bullshit. And then this time of year, especially as we're wrapping up the year is really when I buckle it down. So hopefully that's just like on another level this time around since I didn't even have the bullshitting time this year. But yeah, it's such a great time to check in with your goals or just check in with yourself, how you're feeling, what you need to wrap up, things you could change. You know, we just got out of this retrograde. I believe it's still the shadow period for another week or maybe just until early next week. Y'all, how was this retrograde for you? It wasn't so, so bad for me, not quite, but definitely a lot of shit happened. Definitely had a few interpersonal occurrences that I feel like were retrograde related. So I'm gonna share one of them with you later on in this episode. Um, but let me know how the retrograde was for you, if you had any realizations. And I feel like that retrograde really came at the perfect time because we can realize shit and get all the bullshit out of the way. Like, I don't know, reconnecting with an ex or maybe you needed to get a new computer, I don't know. And then we can put what we've learned to use for the new year and like wrapping up this year, you know? It also feels weird to me because time is just going by so fast. And I think especially because I feel like this year has been very introspective for me in the sense of, not that I literally stayed in the house the whole year, but I definitely feel like this was the first year I really truly 100% felt that I want a change from LA and that I've outgrown a lot of the things and places and people even that I used to associate with, be with, go to, whatever. I've talked about before 
how I haven't really been going out much. I feel like all the times I did go out this year, I just felt kind of like too old, at least, you know, for the spots that I was going to. And just with the city in general, I just feel like I want a change. So spending a lot of time alone has really solidified that for me. And during the retrograde too, that, and during this past retrograde too, that also really solidified a lot of things for me, just in how I've grown as a person, even in this past year and what I want moving forward. Also, before we continue, special shout out to myself because there's new merch. This has been out for a couple weeks, but it is the beverage tote bag. I really love this bag. First of all, y'all know it's been a while since I came out with merch and I would ask you guys from time to time, like what kind of merch should I do? And I could just never, I never felt inspired. Like all the kind of ideas I had were, I just felt were very cringy and I wanted something that wasn't, necessarily related to me like i remember me and sonia's health is wealth design which we have been talking about bringing that back it's just like i feel like we're both busy with other shit so we haven't really focused on it but we do want to eventually do like a rebrand of health is wealth but i think what made health is wealth so popular is that it wasn't tied to us when you first look at it you know like obviously if you know us you know that that was our merch but any random person could see that and be like, that's cute. I want that. And I just kind of feel like for myself, like that era of YouTube merch with like, oh, like Stella Ray squad. Like that's over. <laughs> not that I was planning on doing that, but just I feel like a lot of I'll like put, put an inside joke on a like in text on a shirt. Like that's just very cringe. Like health is wealth is different because it was anyone could relate to that it's not specific to this um but i didn't really want to do words and i just did not know what to do so i ended up randomly seeing this i think it was like a poster or maybe it was even someone's tat no it was like definitely a poster or like a postcard or something of these little sketched flowers and they were in a kind of design like this like in rows and it suddenly clicked for me like i was like oh my god i could do beverages like that I love the hand-drawn, like, sketch aesthetic. Um, and it's also kind of an ode to my 2016 March. And someone actually reminded me, I used to draw my podcast, like, covers, album covers, in a similar way. So I've just always really liked that. I really wasn't sure how people would react to this because I couldn't tell if it was giving, like, chic or if it was giving like half ass, but I think it's chic and I think because it's a tote bag, it's fine. And I just wanted to thank y'all because it got a lot of amazing response. Y'all were being so supportive and just complimenting it. And that just really meant a lot to me because again, it's been a while since I've had new March. And although I did like this design, I just wasn't sure if other people would get it. You know, if they would think it was just like lazy or if they would understand the chicness of it. And yeah, like this is not a design I would put on a shirt, but I think as a tote bag, it's very cute. I love how it's just minimalistic. You could add pins to this. You could fucking draw on this if you want, color it in if you want, I don't know. And it's very durable, which thank God, like the straps are thick. They're not necessarily gonna cut into you. And it has an inside pocket that snaps, which I think is so amazing for, you know, putting your phone in. It does fit an iPhone Pro. Max, if you're watching the video, you can see, I'll just actually put it in. My iPhone is in there. Um, you know, you can put pens in there, your keys, a lip gloss, whatever little doodads, your AirPods, sunglasses. And then it's a very deep bag, which I also like, but not like unrealistically long or deep where 
it's like you're gonna lose stuff and plus the pocket i just think it's amazing like i genuinely have been using this tote a lot like regardless of the design just the actual tote is really nice so you guys can get 10 percent off with the code down below if you're interested um but yeah i just wanted to create something for the bodies but that would also be chic and just like look cute in an ig anyone could get this you know you don't have to know the Stella Ray vibe but it's also like kind of an inside joke because y'all know i love beverages i think it's cute but yeah so i'm actually going back to new york and i'm so excited for the fall vibes because i've never actually been there in the fall winter and one of the main things i'm i need to bring is this tote bag because the last time i went the last couple times i went in the summer i forgot a tote bag and that was the most annoying shit ever just because they charge for bags there now and i found especially this past time a lot of the bags were like reusable bags that you had to buy like they wouldn't it wasn't like 10 cents for a plastic bag or a paper bag so that was annoying i ended up with like a couple but they weren't they weren't even like tote bags they're just like kind of a little more higher quality bag so that was annoying so i definitely need to bring that tote bag so catch me with it and if you get one um definitely send me an aesthetic pic of you i don't know with a cute fit with it on or you and your coffee or you and your beverage of choice with it like that'd be so cute and then i can post them on my ig and feed and it'd just be amazing so yeah, i hope you guys like it if you don't like it i understand the design may not be for everyone but <laughs> it's my vibe so this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Settling into our topic, one of our topics of the day, including a personal story time, which I feel like it's been a while since I've had like a dating story time because I just haven't been dating. So I wanted to talk about this phenomenon that some of you may relate to and it's basically misogyny, but it's just kind of that vibe of like when a woman is conventionally attractive, she's often not taken seriously and she's often just seen as her external appearance. You know, we already know in patriarchy, a woman's social currency is our looks you know for men it's money and power and for women it's our looks and it's like are we a wife or a hoe so i feel like this can be very subtle for example when emily radikowski came out with her book i think it was beginning of this year a lot of people were like oh my god i'm surprised at how good this was and like low-key even i thought that to some degree <laughs> i didn't really know that much about her i just knew she was a model and like was naked a lot on IG. You know, I didn't really know that much about her. So I kind of had to catch myself like, oh my God, like why would I be surprised that this is good? Another recent example is Julia Fox making a lot of TikToks, being quite active on there. And she's very personable. And I think a lot of people really like and relate to her because she's just real. So she gets a lot of comments too. And she actually made a video responding to one of the comments where um, someone was like, oh my God, like I didn't expect to like you so much. I didn't know you were this cool. And she said she's gotten that her whole life. People always think she's a certain kind of way, but then they get to know her and then they like her. So I feel like that's also kind of misogyny. Like, oh, you just feel like most people know her from Uncut Gems, from that interview clip that went viral and then for dating Kanye. So most people's impression of her is just gonna be of that. Like, okay, she wears crazy outfits 
you know, she must just be like a dumb bitch. And it just really goes into the stereotype that a lot of people, and especially a lot of men, I mean, a lot of men, but I feel like just a lot of people in general, like women too, it can be hard for people to, or maybe some people just refuse to see that women are multifaceted and we can have a range of interests or skills or hobbies or we can be smart and hot at the same time. So this also got me thinking just about a lot of the dating experiences I've had, especially as I have gotten older and I feel like just more hot, especially after a BBL. I feel like some of the guys that I've dated have only been interested in me because of how I present. Blonde, conventionally attractive, slim. So I'm kind of fitting, you know, their fantasy or just the certain idea that they have of me. And I think especially because of my aesthetic as well and because I have IG followers, a lot of people, especially a lot of men, think I'm gonna be stuck up or just very like prissy and like just like a bougie, stuck up dumb bitch, I think is what a lot of men especially think I'm going to be. And that's why I've really made the conscious effort to really not post my body that much on Instagram and to really make my Instagram for the female gaze, <laughs> for the females and the gays, okay? No, but for the girls, gays, and theys instead of the male gaze, G-A-Z-E. <laughs> because I just kind of felt fed up with being perceived that way. And it's also low-key disheartening. Like I've gotten this my whole life. Well, not my whole life, but definitely you know, since being active on social media, where I'll start talking to a guy, they're like, oh my God, like, I just didn't expect you to be this funny. I didn't expect you to like understand memes. I didn't understand, I didn't expect you to like this, that. And it's like, got it. And I feel like there's also been instances where, like a couple instances where guys have been disappointed that I am smart or that I am funny and that I'm not just like a dumb bitch, like walking around like, and I, I say IG model in the sense of like what they think an IG model is. Obviously, I know an IG model is like actually a smart businesswoman capitalizing off men following, thirst following you. But like their idea of like, oh, you're just like a dumb bitch, like that looks good, you know? And I feel like this is really the first year that I fully have understood that, realized that, and like done something about it to be perceived differently or just to get less of that. I do not get DMs from men these days. Like if anything, it's like a a foreign man like try to call me like 30 times, you know? I still get a lot of foreign male followers. It's so annoying cuz I bitch, I don't post my body. Like I even posted a picture of at the beach a couple weeks ago and like I just I thought it was like a cute pic, but I was like, you know, it's still some ass, but it's not like my full ass cuz I'm wearing pants. But I archived that because I was like, I just don't even like want that. Like I have a bikini pic, but it's from the front and it's from far away. It's kind of wholesome. I just don't want to be perceived like that. And it's like not about like, I don't want to be, I don't want men to think I'm a slut or like, oh, cover your body, you whore. But it's just like, for me personally, like I just was not feeling empowered posting my body in that way. Like I was just getting skewed analytics and like more male followers, which I like I don't want. So from a business standpoint, it was not a good call. And I made a TikTok about that, stitching this podcast where this girl was like, yeah, I got like 4,000 followers on Instagram just from putting my IG in my Tinder. And they're like, wow, that's like such a good hack. Bro, don't do that. Like, 
you're just going to attract male followers. And if you're trying to be like an influencer, if you're trying to make fashion videos, beauty videos, anything where you need like a primarily female demographic, it's going to be shit. Like that's why I feel like that's a big part of the reason why my YouTube gets such low views is I was doing so many bikini try-on hauls. I've talked about this before and they would get a lot of views, but they were primarily male viewers. And for a while, I remember one day going into my analytics and realizing that like way over half of my audience watching my videos was male. Bitch, I'm trying to post my cute little vlogs and like my get ready with me's, you know? So I privated a bunch of those and I really try to not do videos like that. So it's been like a struggle trying to rebuild that audience on YouTube. You just have to know who your demographic is. If you're doing spicy content, if you're doing like some kind of male, something where you want males to be your primary, your primary audience, yeah, do that. But it's like, if you don't, then don't. Just because you get a lot of likes when you post your body, it's like, where are those likes coming from? And I do not mean that in like a, from a moral, like, do you want to sin if men are looking at your body? But it's like, bro, like, just from a business standpoint. Because <laughs> you may think, I know I used to think, oh, I get more likes when I post my body, but it's like, it's not worth it. Because then when you post your, your beauty product or your get ready with me, you're going to get way less views and it's going to be fucked. And brands don't like that. And it's just like, how are you going to build with that? So again, I don't mean that from a moral standpoint. <laughs> Bitch, do whatever you want. And the thing is too, like if you're not trying to build your brand or anything, like post whatever you want. Um, but anyway, getting into my recent almost dating experience. And this relates to this, but it also relates to just a lot of things. Just kind of getting older, realizing shit. Um, and then just the vibe of guys seeing what they can get away with. So because I'm going to New York going to New York and haha, going to New York. I decided to re-download Hinge <laughs> and I've never gone on a Hinge date. I've never met up with anyone from Hinge, but it's something I'll like download from time to time and just kind of like browse, you know, you know the vibe. I'm just gonna look at potential contesters. Like maybe I can see them when I visit and then we'll see where it goes. Like I can go on a date with them when I'm visiting and then when I come back later, like we'll see how it goes. So there was this one guy that stood out to me because his prompts, his prompt answers were very in alignment with my values. You know, that's what I was looking for. Two of the things that stood out to me was he talked about his skincare routine and, and then he said something about wanting to build a partnership and that strong women did not intimidate him. So I thought that was kind of like fun and fresh. So I was like, okay, we'll like send him a like and we'll just see where it goes. So we started talking. I think he asked for my number or IG and it had only been a day. So my thing is like, I don't want to give you my number because i just met you i also don't want to give you my ig because i just met you because again guys especially will sometimes think a certain type of way about me when they see my ig and also just from a safety standpoint you can find out a lot about me from my ig so it's like i just would rather you get to know me and i get to know you before we do that so like i always tell you guys setting a boundary especially in dating, but really any kind of relationship early on is so important because you can see how they react. So it may, it may feel scary, but you're doing yourself a favor at the end of the day. So I was like, I'd rather stay on here for now. And I was like, let's just see how he reacts. And I did this to another guy and he like just sent a sad face and we never talked again. So it's like, okay, bye. But this guy was like, okay, like I understand that. So I was like, oh, cool. Like he's respecting this 
boundary. So we're talking for a couple more days and then I don't remember if he asked again or if I suggested like let's FaceTime on Hinge because you can FaceTime on Hinge y'all. So this is like a great hack. If y'all use Hinge, y'all gotta do this. <laughs> it weeds them out. Like if you're not gonna respect this boundary of like what I need to feel safe and get to know you more, then like I don't wanna talk to you. So we ended up FaceTiming on Hinge and the conversation was good. He was like normal. We just had a reasonable combo, you know? So I gave him my number after that number. I gave him my number. So then we were texting. I was telling him like when I was gonna be out there, I had told him like, I don't live there yet but I'm gonna be visiting and I'm planning on like living out there. So he was like, oh, perfect. Like we can go on a date. So I think we FaceTimed like on actual FaceTime, like on iPhone or like, you know, iMessage or whatever, one other time. And here's where I started to notice some red flags. And mind you, these red flags were very subtle. So that's why I'm sharing this story, not like for tea and like, oh my God, this crazy experience happened to me, but like, just as an FYI to all the other single girlies out there and even those in a relationship, whatever, like you really have to pay so much attention to the little things and like little moments where you kind of feel uncomfortable because I think that's where like you get caught up because obviously we wouldn't be talking to a guy if we were getting immediate red flags, hopefully, you know? I really feel like I'm at a point, y'all, where I would rather not date at all. Like I just want to be super strict because i'm good by myself we would talk every day just like small talk here and there he was very consistent in texting me good morning every day which i thought was sweet at first because he started saying things like oh my god like i'm just so excited to see you and like oh my god you just need to be here already which like I just did not feel like we were at a point where we could say that. And it's like not even like we were like talking so much throughout the day, like obsessed with each other. Like it was like, good morning, a few hours later, good morning, how's your day? A few hours later, good, my day was like this, what did you do? Like this, okay, good night. Like it was very just small talk. It was consistent. Like I felt like it was appropriate for the amount that we knew each other. But then he would start throwing things like that in there. And a bitch like me, I'm not taking that as a compliment because I don't know you and like we've never met before and we've literally only FaceTimed twice. So it just felt a little like too much and not too much in a way that was like, oh my God, he's so thirsty, but just in a like, does he think this is gonna work on me type of way, you know? It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm getting the ick because this guy's excited to see me. It was like, no, you. there's no way you're excited to see me. You don't know me, you're excited that a hot blonde girl that fits your type or your fantasy is like coming out here. Maybe it wasn't intentional, but the fact is you don't know me. He started to kind of press me about my Instagram. And on one hand, I get it. Like I've definitely had instances where a guy wouldn't give me his IG and I thought it was kind of suspicious, but it's like, okay, that he probably had a girlfriend. Okay, like <laughs> it was a different. Cause I had told him like I was not being sneaky about it i was just like yeah like i would feel comfortable giving it to you once we know each other a little bit more this bird is like od i was not like oh i don't want to give it to you or oh no it's a secret or like oh no i don't have ig like i was just like i was very upfront about it and i was being honest it's like yeah i could probably give him my ig like i wasn't getting serial killer vibes but then again it's like you never know again i want him to get to know me first so i said that again and then he pressed me about it again so i was like bro like ew and i just started to get such a not like horrible horrible like again like oh if i go on the state i'm gonna be serial killed vibes but i just started to like really dread 
the date. And I just started to think of like ways I could get out of it. And that's not normal. Like I should be excited to see somebody. So in our last FaceTime, I so this had already been happening, I think for a week was when I really started like heavy being like, I really don't want to go on this. Like, oh my God, he FaceTimed me. He's like, oh, I just want to say goodnight before I go to bed. I was like, okay, this is, uh, mind you, this is only our third FaceTime. And bro, so many red flags. So number one, he brings up my IG again. And I, I was just like, yeah, like, I don't know what to tell you. I want to give it to you when I know you a little bit better. And he was like, oh, like, what do you have on there? Like twerking videos? Like, I'm very progressive. Like, I won't mind. And I'm like, bro, not you trying to like convince me to give it to you. And it's just like, no, I just would feel more comfortable. So that... It's just like a red flag. And well, I'll get to that. But so then he's like kind of talking about the date he has planned. And this is the thing. I think a lot of us and probably myself in the past would just be focused on, oh my God, he's planning a date. That's so nice. That's so romantic. You know, he really is showing that he cares. Bitch, no. That's just because you're fucking with a grown man manipulator and not like a teen boy or like an early 20s boy. I mean, any man of any age can act like that. But just because he's not treating you like pure shit does not mean he's he doesn't have ulterior motives or like that he's not manipulative or whatever so he starts explaining the date and mind you i know what neighborhood he lives in and i know where i'm staying so i'm like okay the restaurant he has planned wasn't in his neighborhood so at least because you know guys will plan dates right next to their apartments great so then he was like oh like i'm thinking we can go to this restaurant and then get like drinks after and in my mind i'm just kind of like He's gonna try to get me drunk, okay. And it's not like any time you get dinner, drinks, like that's their motive, but it was just everything combined, like that's the vibe that I was getting. So he asks where I'm staying, I tell him, and he's like, oh, that's like pretty far, like, oh, you're really gonna have to travel, but like, you're welcome to stay the night at my place for a night or two, if you want. And I just like didn't really say anything to that, because I'm like, bro, this, this isn't happening. <laughs> and then he said something else, like, oh my God, you just need to be here already. And he's like in bed. And he's like, oh, like imagine it's cold outside and you're like here with me. And then he flips the camera to his TV. And it's not like it was like a Michael Scott TV in the wall, you know, the dinner party episode. But it was, it was just really regular. Like, what are you trying to flex, you know? So I'm already like, okay, I know this guy's intentions. I know this guy's vibe. And it's even more shocking. And this is what I was kind of like about to say a second ago, because he was willing to accept the boundaries at first of not giving me, not giving him my number, me not giving him my IG. But then literally it's only been like a couple weeks and he's already, we haven't even met yet. We've only FaceTimed two now three times. And he's already trying to like push me and like, oh, well, why aren't you giving me your IG? And like, oh, like basically inviting me to his house, making comments about me being at his house. And like, oh my God, I'm just so excited to see you. It's like, yeah, I bet you are, you fuck. Like, well, now you won't be seeing me. I didn't hang up on him. I ended the conversation. I was like, well, have a good night. Just leave. <laughs> I will not be enduring this any longer. And the next morning, he texted me good morning. I thought about it for like a couple hours. I was like, I just need to be honest. So I was honest, but respectful. I was like, this is awkward for me to say, but I just want to be honest. And I just explained, like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that you keep pressing me about my IG when I've explained to you that I'm not comfortable giving that to you yet. 
and I don't like you making references about me coming back to your place. I'm not looking for a hookup. And then I was like, I think it would be best if we didn't continue talking. So, <laughs> and he replied pretty quick. He was just like, oh, I understand. Like, I apologize. He had a, a good response, but it's like, that should be the only response, you know? Um, so yeah, bullet dodged. But it's just so interesting to reflect upon because again, nothing was like crazy. And it's like, I think a lot of women in this situation, and again, myself included before I got hip, <laughs> but we would just look at the green flags. Like, oh, he's being very consistent in texting me. He's planning a date. He's excited to see me. He is respecting my boundary of FaceTiming, FaceTiming me on Hinge first before giving, you know, my number. But it's like, you've got to pay attention to the other shit too. And it's like, just because a guy is doing some things right, doesn't mean he's doing everything right. And I feel like, especially if you're around my age, I think is when a lot of women start to realize it. But really, it just depends on your life. Like, you could be older and realize this. When you're used to, I don't know, maybe guys not wanting to even take you on a date or just being very inconsistent in texting you. When a guy does do those things, it can just feel like, oh my god, like, this is my perfect guy. But it's like, manipulators come in various different styles and forms. And like, the most abusive men, I feel, are the ones with more money and more power. And they're going to do the things that they know are going to lure you in and make you feel good and want to trust them. So it's not like I was getting horrible, you know, oh my god, this is the worst guy ever vibes from this guy. But I was just peeping. And again, because I'm at a place where I don't want to put up with any bullshit, I, bitch, that prefrontal cortex has developed. I know the scams. I'm not going to waste my time because I'm not looking for that. I don't want to be uncomfortable on a date thinking of ways to get out of it or how am I going to say no to you to like, ask me to come back to your place or like worrying about getting roofied or whatever the fuck. I don't want to put myself through that. I'd rather not. So I'm not going to. So yeah, just really pay attention to how you feel. And I was, <laughs> I talk about that a lot and I feel like I talk about it in the sense of like, it's important to know how you feel in your body not in your mind, but in your body when certain things happen because it can tell you how you need to react next. Not reacting out of emotion, but it's like, if how I'm feeling when this guy presses me about my IG reminds me of a time in the past, you know, where I felt pressured by another guy, okay, this is like not okay, I'm uncomfortable, a boundary is being crossed or like pushed up against. So therefore I need to react accordingly. It's so funny, bro. This TikTok came on my free page where she was like, oh, in therapy, when they tell you, where do you feel this in your body? And all the comments were like, yeah, I hate when they ask that. Like, I don't know what to say. This is why it's important, you know? And it's not about like, oh, vibes. Like, where do you feel that? It just shows you so much information. I think it's a very useful tool. And I think also like, specifically the people on that TikTok, if, if you don't know where you feel it, like you need to be aware of that because that, you know, I think a lot of us, especially men, but just in general as a society, you know, we're very like cut off from our emotions in that way. And although, you know, women are more, oh my God, you're just so emotional. You're way more emotional. Like men are not emotional like that. It's like, we're still not really taught how to properly feel our emotions or process them. And it was very evident in that TikTok that like a lot of these people did not really know 
the vibes because they were just like yeah I, I don't know what to say when she asked me that or like yeah what do you mean feel in my body like I don't I was like why is this on my for you page like, but that's why basically it's like when you can identify okay I feel this here okay I know when I've been sad in the past and I knew I was sad I also felt that there so maybe I'm experiencing sadness and therefore I can do what I need to do and I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago but especially as a woman if you deal with people pleasing and people you know walking all over you if you struggle with setting boundaries knowing when you feel angry is so important because it usually is an indicator that a boundary is being crossed or that you're uncomfortable or not okay with something so when you know what anger feels like or what the very first glimmers of anger feel like in your body you don't have to wait for your mind to catch up to be like yes i am angry you know you can like be like oh i feel this in my body therefore i think a boundary is being crossed i think i need to speak up i think i need to exit the situation i think i need to whatever so that's why it's useful it's not just like a fun therapist technique like let's just ha ha he he <laughs> that also reminds me <laughs> like when people are like, oh, meditation doesn't work for me. <laughs> Bro, it's always the most high-strung people who I feel need to do it that say that. <laughs> or like, I just don't like yoga. It's like, okay, I'm not like gonna force anyone to like meditate or do yoga. And also, like, you do need different things. It's not like meditation is the answer for like, I don't know, processing every emotion. Like a lot of people need movement and physical exertion. They need to like punch a pillow, sprint, lift heavy weights, scream, cry, roll on the floor. I don't know. Whatever it is you need to do, it's not like, yeah, just meditate your anger away. But that reminded me of that TikTok where people were like, that doesn't work for me. It's like, I don't think, I think you probably need to learn because if you're that disconnected from your body and your emotions, like, yeah, no wonder you feel like, what is this? Because you're disconnected. So it's about connecting your mind and body. Anyway, again, I'm not a professional. I don't think I said that in this episode. I say it every episode. I'm not a profesh. Do your own research and shit, but that's just what I thought of. So anyway, that's the vibes. The takeaway is have your guard up. Stay consistent in the level at which you know somebody. Don't be telling me, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. Like, oh my God, I can't wait for you to be here. You just need to move here already when you literally have never met me. Again, not in an ick way. If that was like, my crush if that was like somebody i was actually dating and they were saying those things it wouldn't be a turnoff like i would love to hear that. you know like but it's just like you don't know me and you're saying that so you're not saying it about me you're saying it you're saying it about what you think i am who you think i am and what i represent to you which is probably just like a dumb blonde bitch you know if you're excited to see a dumb blonde bitch go find another one it's not gonna be me babe <laughs> so yeah let me know if you've ever had an experience like that and it's not like every man is like this but it's just a lot of them are because that's just how our culture is it's very dominator culture and a lot of men have very just specific ideas of what women are like especially when you are like conventionally attractive or you fit whatever like fantasy they have they're just like objectifying you at the end of the day so it's like bye and i think for me like i don't want to let this make me this fact of patriarchy make me jaded like yeah i'm going to avoid male attention as much as i can but if i find someone interesting intriguing like, I'm not going to be like, ew, I like a man. Like, okay, maybe as a joke. But like, I want to be willing to give people a chance. But it's just about having those firm boundaries 
and getting to know someone gradually because then you see who they are and you can determine whether or not you want to remain interested. And that's also the key is like your interest, not their interest in you, but like, am I interested in this person? And are they, do they add value to my life? Not in an opportunistic way, but just like as a man, are you just going to objectify me and treat me like either, oh, a wife who I can place my emotional labor on or a slut who I can, I guess as a wife, you need to do both, but like who I can place my sexual needs onto. um, Or are you actually going to see me as like an equal partner? Anyway, let me know your thoughts. But yeah, read Communion by Bell Hooks. Thanks. Speaking of Bell Hooks, I have been reading another Bell Hooks book called The Will to Change, Men, Masculinity, and Love. Communion, the book I read before this, was the female search for love. So this book is a lot more focused on men and how our patriarchal society affects men, boys, young boys, etc. The first act of violence that patriarchy demands of males is not violence towards women. Instead, patriarchy demands of all males that they engage in acts of psychic self-mutilation that they kill off the emotional parts of themselves. If an individual is not successful in emotionally crippling himself, he can count on patriarchal men to enact rituals of power that will assault his self-esteem. Feminist movement offered to men and women the information needed to challenge the psychic slaughter, but that challenge never became a widespread aspect of the struggle for gender equality. Women demanded of men that they give more emotionally, but most men really could not understand what was being asked of them. Having cut away the parts of themselves that could feel a wide range of emotional response, they were too disconnected. They simply could not give more emotionally or even grasp the problem without first reconnecting, reuniting the severed parts. In our culture, boys and men are not, nor have they ever been, raised to be intimate. Women seeking intimacy from men often find their expressions of longing belittled. Many men respond to females wanting emotional connection with emotional withdrawal, and in worst case scenarios, with abuse. Emotionally self-mutilated, disconnected, many men make overtures of emotional connection only to later undermine these with emotional abuse. They simply do not get that love and abuse cannot go together. And why should they get it when television shows, movies, and so much else in popular culture gives the message that any time there is intense passion between a couple, violence can erupt? Teaching men to understand that women and children do not feel loved when they are being abused is one of the primary goals of groups that work to end male violence. In a loving relationship, abuse is unacceptable. You should not have to tolerate any abuse to be loved. Women who stay in long-term relationships with men who are emotionally abusive or violent usually end up closing the door to their hearts. They stop working to create love. Often they stay in these relationships because a basic cynicism rooted in their experience affirms that most men are emotionally withholding so they do not believe that they can find a loving relationship with any man. When I wanted to leave my first long-term partner, who had been continuously emotionally abusive and occasionally physically abusive, it was other women who cautioned me about ending their relationship, letting me know that the man I was with was better than most men, that I was lucky. Leaving him was a gesture of self-love and self-reliance that I have not regretted. Yet I found that the observations of the women who had cautioned me about most men were like, were fairly accurate. Patriarchy rewards men for being out of touch with their feelings. Whether engaged in acts of violence against women and children or weaker men, or in the socially sanctioned violence of war, men are better able to fulfill the demands of patriarchy if they do not feel. Men of feeling often find themselves isolated from other men. 
This fear of isolation often acts as the mechanism to prevent males from becoming more emotionally aware. Men who win on patriarchal terms end up losing in terms of their substantive quality of life. They choose patriarchal manhood over loving connection, first forgoing self-love and then the love they would give and receive that would connect them to others. Feminist researchers have long since exposed the widespread domestic violence in our society. Yet since that exposure, violence against women has not declined, and in some cases it has intensified. Male violence in general has intensified not because feminist gains offer women greater freedom, but rather because men who endorse patriarchy discovered along the way that the patriarchal promise of power and domination is not easy to fulfill, and in those rare cases where it is fulfilled, men find themselves emotionally bereft. The patriarchal manhood that was supposed to satisfy does not. And by the time this awareness emerges, most patriarchal men are isolated and alienated. They cannot go back and reclaim a past happiness or joy, nor can they go forward. To go forward, they would need to repudiate the patriarchal thinking that their identity has been based on. Rage is the easy way back to a realm of feeling. It can serve as the perfect cover, masking feelings of fear and failure. Ultimately, the men who choose against violence do so because they want to live fully and well, because they want to know love. These are the men who are true heroes, the men whose lives we need to know about, honor, and remember. So what did I say a few episodes ago? You know, this talk of like, oh, alpha male. It's like just true patriarchy. It's like, that's not like fun and fresh. That's just literally doing exactly what society teaches us, teaches men and what society wants men to be. So to truly be an alpha and to be strong, you have to go against that because that's years. That's like your whole life. We're taught from such a young age what girls are allowed to do and what boys are allowed to do. And so that is the true factor of strength, I think, is to go against that because that's way more controversial and way more hard. So, and yeah, in that whole chapter about violence, she talks about how anger and rage is really the only emotion that men are allowed to feel and how so many teenage boys, you know, kind of in that transition from boyhood to adulthood it's like they're kind of just realizing like oh i'm not gonna get emotional connection with even my mom anymore because a lot of mothers will like not want to something like oh a lot of mothers will no longer give their sons emotional love and nurturing because they don't want to emasculate their sons like they think it'll make them less manly but also i can just think of so many examples of like women over babying their sons and not their daughters so i wonder if she'll talk about that later but i guess that's also patriarchy like oh as a woman you need to serve men so i'm gonna make my daughters clean the house and cook and clean up and serve the men including their brothers but then like their brothers are just oh he's like the prince <laughs> so maybe that's different than like actual emotional intimacy and nurturing I mean, it is, but maybe that's what she was saying. But yeah, so I'm excited to continue reading this book. I'm about half of the way through it. And it is just interesting to get this, to learn about this side of patriarchy and how it affects men and boys when I had just read the female version of that. And yeah, it's just crazy how much this, how much it affects our society and how so many women, I think in communion, she says that 90% of women in relationships with men feel... I think it was emotionally disconnected from their partners or that they like or that the relationships were emotionally unfulfilling it just affects everyone like you could be in a good relationship with a man that's not physically or emotionally abusive but probably still find that he is unable to open up to you or express his feelings or talk about feelings or whatever because it just starts so 
early on and i remember seeing this guy's tiktoks talking about that and how i think he was in therapy and just how it like you're so cut off from that part of yourself that it's hard to even remember what it felt like and it's just so hard for me to wrap my brain around like i just can't imagine if you're a straight man watching this um i mean i'm, I'm sure it affects all men but especially if you're a straight man can you let me know like what does that feel like it's just so interesting but yeah i wish everybody would read these books because it's just like it explains so much and all these fucking podcast debates about like oh females these days it's like bro the answers are right here so yeah you guys should definitely read these books i'm so excited to finish this one i'm also reading a brene brown book but i've kind of been prioritizing these books like the bell hooks books but i definitely my goal for this week is to read at least 30 minutes a day because i just really want to finish these books you know we still have a couple more months out of the year we can still get some books in i mean i already reached my book goal for the year but like <laughs> i definitely want to keep reading so yeah i think i'm gonna end here i'm feeling a little allergic like my eyes are kind of burning and my throat is feeling a little scratchy so i'm gonna go make some tea but thank you guys so much for watching. Let me know what you want me to talk about in next week's episode. And let me know your thoughts on anything I discussed today down below. Don't forget to post on your IG story. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.